0: On today's show, the Mavs get a win against the New York Knicks without Luka Doncic. How did the Mavs get it done? How did the Mavs almost blow it? And then who came through for them in the clutch? We'll talk about that and more on today's Locked On Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Locked On Mavericks. How about the Mavericks? NBA
1: champions. He hit it, he hit it's good, and the
0: Mavericks have won the game. If you don't believe, you shouldn't be here. Welcome, you are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and NBA channel manager of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, live here at the AAC, or else we'd be letting it ride. You can let it ride in your life, I think. Thanks for being a yep. part of the show and making Locked On Mavs your first listen today. Where the best way you can help us grow the show is to listen every day, leave a five star review, like the video, and comment anything below. Let me know in the comment section, name one thing that stood out to you in this Mavs win against the Knicks. Today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself with a purchase of a Jace case, providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat 50 plus infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com. Use the code Locked On to get $20 off your order. That's J A S E Medical.com. And joining me. As always on a post-game, the post-game prodigy. What you got for me? Slightly biased.
1: Just enjoying this roller coaster that is the Dallas Mavericks.
0: They're up. They're down. They're back up. They're all over the place. (laughs) We're letting it ride. We're letting it
1: die. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, my gosh. This team. Unbelievable. But, I mean, this is why uh – I don't know. I can never remember what I say on here or say elsewhere or we say after we record. You're too
0: popular. You're too popular. (laughs)
1: I'm all over the place. No, uh, I guess uh, someone mentioned it was like, oh, you can take more away from a win against the Timberwolves than you can against that horrible loss against the Grizzlies. Because the win against the Timberwolves shows you more about the team. And then they go out, they lose by however many to the Grizzlies, and you're like, oh, my God, this team is a fiasco. And they come out without Luca tonight, and – beat the hottest team in the NBA, a team by like every metric has been the best team in the league since the OG Ananobi trade, without Luka, without Exum, without Lively. It's just like this team has – this is why losses against the Grizzlies like that are so frustrating because we see who this team can be when they want to be it. It's so
0: true, and I think that you can take more away from a win against the Timberwolves and less against a loss against the Grizzlies if you're an optimist. Yeah, <laughs> I think true, if, true. I think <laughs> if you're a pessimist, you take more <laughs> uh, away from the, the loss of the Grizzlies. So uh, whichever side of that spectrum you were on as you're listening to this, that's if you're more of an optimist or a pessimist. Now you know. if You've you always wondered if you're an optimist or a pessimist, at least when the Mavs are considered. Yeah, yep. Mavs get the Mavs get the win, 128 to 124. Came down to the clutch. A clutch win for the Mavs. You'll, you'll take that one. But no Luka Doncic, no Derek Lively, no Dante Exum. Three starters out for the mm-hmm. Mavs. Let, let's be clear about that. Three starters out for the Mavericks. Knicks just have Mitchell Robinson out. He's been out for a while. He actually may come back, apparently. We yeah, thought he was going to be out for the season, but he may be back. Jalen Brunson's first trip back to the AAC where he's going to actually play. Remember last year he came when Luka had that 60-point crazy overtime win game, but Brunson didn't play in that one, so – Basically Brunson's homecoming in this one, man, an insane game, and it starts with Kyrie Irving, forty-four points, ten assists, six of ten from three, uh, had five turnovers, but he was handling the ball so much. Eight of nine from the free throw line, he was absolutely insane and awesome. And the thing that I'm taking away from Kyrie, he's so fun to watch. He just does things so effortlessly. I was talking to Jeff Skin Wade before we were talking about how he like glides around the court, and there's just not many players in NBA history that you look at, that they just glide, it seems like, across the court. Like, just athletically, the way that he carries himself on the court, like, just the way that he can do things and get shots off. He's, he's just excellent. And then the other thing is how much of a leader he's been for this team, where he diving on loose balls, playing defense when he needs to, you know, pointing out things for guys to do on defense. Like, being, being that guy, being that leader, how many times have we seen him, like, try and coach up the two-way guys or the end of the bench guys at the end? And he's just been so awesome. Uh, and don't let anybody else tell you – like, there's going to be national media. Don't let anybody tell you that Kyrie is not a leader or not a good influence on this team or hasn't been good for this team, right? Like, we've seen him now for almost a year, right? We're 11 months right now Jeez. with Kyrie Irving. And, like, he's been great for them. His play has been a little up and down because his shooting was a little up was a little down at the beginning of this season. But, man, he's been awesome as a teammate, as a leader, as
1: a player. Yeah, and you could just see it on the bench anytime he does it, anything. The, the bench just – the way they react. They love him. They did yeah they absolutely love him but yeah like you mentioned it's it's not just the scoring it's everything else that he's been doing since uh since the start of this season really but even going back to when he got traded here where it's going for rebounds and diving for loose balls and playing defense and sometimes you know he'll get cooked or whatever cuz you know he's a smaller guard and that happens whatever it's the NBA it happens but uh i mean just his ball handling you know how incredible you have to be at something to be in the best <laughs> league in the world like There's no – nothing's closer to a meritocracy than sports. The best of the best are here. And you have a skill that is just so head and shoulders better than anyone else's. You know how impressive that
0: is? And every person can do that. Not just – like, not just NBA players. Every person can pick up a basketball and start dribbling. Yeah. Right? And there's just only so many that are good at it. There's been, what, like 4,000 players that have played in the NBA out of the millions that have picked up a basketball and tried and had a dream to maybe be in the NBA. And Kyrie is at the pinnacle. Of one skill in NBA history, like that's it's crazy for him to, for him to be that for him to be doing that and uh, to be who he is. He's he was awesome in this game. I mean, they yeah. they don't even get anywhere close to no. winning this game without him. And he came up with timely buckets when they they absolutely needed him to.
1: Yeah, this is why you you'll see people toss this around every now and then, and it's like, oh, well, maybe. Instead of Kyrie, you could have like really elite role players. No, no, no. You need another guy like this. And I don't, I just don't understand how this is a narrative that still gets picked up by some Mavs fans because it's like, we, we witnessed it. Like, we saw this team without the Kyrie Irving at the start of last season. And there's yeah. a reason why you went out and you traded for a Kyrie Irving was because you need guys who could step up like this for you when your star is out. And it was immediately. I mean, 10 points in the first quarter, six assists in the first quarter. Yeah. I mean, just setting the tone. Immediately filling in in that uh, Luca role, and then in the third quarter when Randall's just going bonkers, Oof. Julius Randall has 19 points in the third quarter. Kyrie step for step, 20 points. That's like what you need your secondary star to do. It's it's step up. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna weather the storm here. I'm gonna lead us out of choppy waters because it was looking a little bit choppy there Very. in the third quarter It got really choppy in the fourth quarter. It was in, like yeah, we'll talk about
0: the I'll talk about that third quarter from a defensive standpoint a little bit later. But that was the moment for Kyrie for me. It's they're about. Halfway through that quarter, they're down. They're up by 12 at this point. The Randall Brunson pick and roll is just destroying them. Kyrie had about 10 points. A couple minutes later, Randall was up to 18 points. It was down to six, which is the closest that they got it until the fourth quarter. And then Kyrie just came back and just started scoring. Bucket, bucket, bucket. Hit a three. They go back up by, uh, tw- by 14. And you're just like, okay, this is why you need a guy like that that could just give you a bucket at any given moment. And why you mentioned some Mavs fans that have brought up the – oh well, why don 't you just trade Kyrie for a couple of role players and do that and, and go that route like you just can 't get away you just can 't do that. You need somebody else to get buckets like that and to stop the bleeding and to be able to do that like yes, it would be great to have another defender and to have a rebounder and all that, but it 's not more important than a guy that can go get a bucket like this. Uh, they change your ceiling, they change your floor like it just changes so much about your team. That third quarter stretch right there may have been more important than like their start was very important. You mentioned the 10.6 assists. That third quarter where we've how many Mavericks teams have we seen over and over again lose a lead like that in the third quarter? Uh, Our friend Doyle from uh, from Forbes, Kobe Beef on Twitter keeps calling them the Marvs during third quarters (laughs) when they're terrible like that. Like oh the Marvs are back again, and we almost saw third quarter like Marvs, and then instead. Kyrie says no I'm, I'm just gonna keep you I'm just gonna keep a minute right they're just gonna keep a minute they
1: got it all the way down to six and then they built the lead right back up because of him yeah I mean that's the game is about a bucket at the end of the day ladies and gentlemen and when your star <laughs> is out and you desperately need a bucket it gets again a team that by pretty much every metric has been the best team in the league over the last five games or so best defense in the league I mean I guess OG had a too I mean it was like it was to yeah. get some end of bench scrub I mean those are tough shots that he's getting and tough makes and just keeping you alive. It's 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 incredible to watch. It really is. It's apt that before the game, they
0: have like they usually have like one spotlight player. Well, they'll just like put up, you know, the, they'll put a camera on the player as they're warming up, and they'll just follow them around, and then they'll have a lower third little graphic that has their name, and then it has like favorite hobby, favorite music, favorite, and it just like cycles through those. And it said favorite hobby for Kyrie, and it just said getting buckets. Nice. That's <laughs> he what literally we he literally put up forty four after that. And uh, he got 15
1: buckets, (laughs) 15 buckets and eight free throws. I mean, that's my favorite hobby, but I'm not as good at it. And I can barely even just walk around without my calves hurting. A hobby is a hobby. You don't have to be good at it, right? (laughs) True, true, true. That's fine. Coming up, let's get into how the Mavs
0: won this game. How did they come away with it? How big was that third quarter? What happened to the defense in the third quarter? How did they pull away from it in the fourth quarter? We'll talk about that and more coming up. Today's episode brought to you by Jace Medical. Jace Medical is something that I had never really considered before. There are issues in the world that you never know when they're going to pop up, when things will happen, when supply lines will dry up, when you'll be stuck without a way of transportation maybe to go pick up some medications some antibiotics things like that i can't imagine the helpless feeling that i would have if there was some kind of issue and i needed medication i couldn't get it thankfully we'll all be okay because of jace medical the jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics to treat a list of bacterial illnesses they said 51 plus insane amount including utis respiratory infections sinuses skin infections all kinds of stuff this stuff could happen to anybody Visit jacemedical.com, complete your physician encounter. It'll be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and the medication will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at the fraction of the regular cost. It's never been more easy and more important to be prepared than today. Go to jacemedical.com, use that code LOCKEDON to get $20 off your first order. Again, jacemedical.com, use that code LOCKEDON. Thanks, everybody, for hanging out with us on Locked On Maps, being part of the show, part of the Raccoon Squad, listening every day. Appreciate each and every one of you. There's the Locked On Sports Dallas stream, Locked On Sports Dallas uh, the uh, YouTube channel. Go check that out on Fire Stick TV and on YouTube. Also, I had an episode with Jake Fisher, a bonus episode, where Jake Fisher is talking about some news around Siakam. He's got some reporting. He knows what the Mavericks are looking at. He knows what the Raptors want for Siakam. All the questions that we've kind of been asking, he answered some of those. So go check out that bonus episode. It's the episode right above the, the one that you're listening to in whatever feed you're in. So just just go back one and watch that one. All right, Slightly. Let's get into this game. Mavs come out of the gate, 44 points in the first quarter, uh, 44 to 26. It was literally like a perfect quarter for the Mavericks. Like, if you Mm -hmm. went into this game, I sent a message to the subtexters that subscribe uh, on subtext. I said, the the Mavs need to do a couple things. They got to dominate the three point line, and they can't get destroyed on the offensive rebounds. Like, they just cannot have those things happen. And in the first quarter, eight of 10 from three for the Mavs, four of 12. For the Knicks and then they only the the Knicks only got two more offensive rebounds than the Mavs. Like it was just a recipe, perfect recipe for the Mavericks to have a great start.
1: Yeah, they came out the gates. The energy was incredible. Again, this is why games this games like these make the games against the Grizzlies so much more frustrating. But they come out the gates. I mean, putting bodies on guys on rebounds, which has just been a problem for them all year long. Because the the Knicks, despite losing Mitchell Robinson, have still been a tremendous offensive rebounding yeah. team. Well, they're huge. Just, yeah, Hardenstein just eats up the boards. I mean, he's in, he's a really good player. But yeah, the Mavericks came out, knocked down their threes, got out and ran in transition, and uh, that's what you need to do when you're shorthanded. And I mean, just on paper, this team without Luca, Exum, and Lively are out talented by uh, the Knicks. A lot. Yeah, so that's what you need to do. You need to you need to win the hustle plays. You need to out hustle the other team, which they did early on. Uh, knock down your threes, which they did. You know, eighty percent from three, like you said, the first quarter. Crazy. That'll play. That'll do. And um, <laughs> you know. It did good on the glass. I mean, the first quarter, they did they win the rebounding battle? Yeah, they won the rebounding battle by yeah, two. Yeah, le- 11-9. Which kind of set the tone and gave you some leeway later in the game when you almost uh, made a mess in your pants. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, it caused the Knicks to call to call two timeouts to try and stop momentum, too. There was one at, like, the 8.30 mark and another one at, like, the three-minute mark where uh, the Mavs just – Busted the leads. Uh, Josh Green was, was pretty good in the first quarter, too. He had 11 points. He was coming out of the gate swinging. I mean, the first half, I thought, was maybe the best stretch of play Josh Green's had for the Mavericks this season. Guarding Jalen Brunson, you could tell he took that matchup personally. I wonder if mm-hmm. he watched the film of that Memphis game where Desmond Bain was just destroying him, saw the quote about Desmond Bain afterwards about how the Mavs didn't draft him, and then came into this game and was like, all right, I'm not going to let Brunson beat me. Like, I know this guy. And yeah. uh, he, it seems like he took it really personally, but he was excellent in the first half.
1: Yeah, good ball pressure on Brunson, pretty much picking him up the full length of the floor almost. And then he just – it's just Josh Green's better when they run. That's just the reality. And when Luca's off and Kyrie's on, they run more. That's also just the reality, and that just kind of fits what Josh Green is better at a little bit more. So um, – and that's not like a shot at anybody. That's just the truth. If you get Josh Green out in, in transition, where it's just like he's got to make quick decisions. It's not – the game's not super slow. He makes quick decisions – uh, that's when he really shines. And yeah, he was really good in the first quarter. Wow, I didn't realize he had 11 points in the first quarter.
0: Yeah, yeah, he had, he had 11 points. Hardaway had 11 points, and Kyrie had 10.
1: Six shots in the first quarter for Josh Green. Wow.
0: Well, he had a couple of those outlets where where, where he was just, just yeah. bolted up the floor, and Kyrie hit him with those one-handed, awesome-looking passes in transition. So you get a couple of those, and then all of a sudden it's a little different. Uh, he hit that pull-up jumper, too, that, like the four-minute mark, where you're just like, man, if he could just get that every once in a while, like if he could just – I feel better about that kind of pull-up jumper than a Tim Hardaway like mid-range try and
1: create drive into yeah. a pull-up jumper. Honestly, sometimes yeah. I probably I like should have, but had Hardenstein on him, just backed him down a little bit. Hardenstein back paddling a bit. Is that the play you're talking about? The little like long two. Yeah. I like that shot yeah. a lot for him. It was a good shot. Yeah. Uh,
0: you get into the you get into the second quarter. Kyrie played a, a bunch in the first, and then uh, he was out until the 8:50 mark in the second quarter. And the Mavs lost the non-Kyrie minutes, eight to thirteen, but it wasn't too bad the Mavs kind of like made it work Brunson got a tech with 40 seconds left the Mavs are making him real frustrated in that one and then Grant Williams with the maybe the most hilarious and one to end to end the half where he was like driving against Isaiah Ardenstein and then he like stops leans backwards gets fouled leans a little bit more and then hits the shot it was like a slow motion and one it was
1: I was cracking up in my seat but we got good contribution from Grant Williams too yeah, he was good tonight. Just all over the court. I mean, doing the things we he did early in the season and the things we wanted him to do. That was a big add one too. That was like it a was. big kind of like a big momentum settle us down. All right, good half. Let's go to the the locker room happy and excited about ourselves. And uh just give him some time, guys. <laughs> just give him some time. He'll be all right. Trust
0: me. Well, he I mean, he's got the he's got the ankle injury he's dealing with right now. Yeah. maybe other there may be other things like uh, he also, right after that play, the end one, and then Brunson ran right through him on yeah. the inba- on an inbound. And Brunson was like, how did I get called for a foul? And you're like, dude, you just ran through somebody. Like, they called that a double foul first. <laughs> and then no, the, th- one of the refs was like, no, that, that that great one did nothing. I thought they were, were going to look at it for a flagrant because he just literally, like, football play, like put his shoulder down and just, like, ran right into him. Well, there was another play in this game. Julius Randle elbowed the mess. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Dw-
1: Dwight and... Uh, Grant Williams got just popped right in the face. I mean, face Grant Williams, that, they should have reviewed that. I can't believe they didn't look at that. They, they, like, I was watching the Raptors-Lakers uh, game a few nights ago. That was a flagrant on quickly. Like, that's, they usually call that a flagrant. That little high dribble pickup and you elbow guy in the face, they'll call that a flagrant most well, of the been, times it's been been it. It's been called
0: on the Mavs this year. Yeah. A couple of times. Uh I'm the, just shocked they didn't who, look at that. What was the, the Duo play where he hit Josh Green in the face from the Blazers game a couple nights ago?
1: Yeah, they called that a flagrant two. That was a flagrant two. <laughs> they yeah. didn't even look they didn't even look at this one. Well to be fair, that one I think Duopreath was like coming down on his elbow where Randall yeah, was yeah, like yeah. coming up. So either way, they I can't, Both I'm connected. They
0: and uh, I was surprised there was no blood on Dwight's one and on, I, and on yeah. Grant's one, I guess.
1: I mean, how many offensive fouls? The Mavs drew a lot of offensive fouls. I don't know how many, but...
0: Hardy got one where he was real square on Randall and I was, like, worried for his life. Yeah. <laughs> Randall's a tough one to take a charge on. I don't know Oof. if that's the guy I'd want. Speaking of Randall, third quarter comes. The Mavericks, are, uh, the Mavericks are up at the half by 19. You're feeling pretty good about the Mavs, but you're like, all right, there's still a ton of time in this game. That You could just see a, mo- a, a period where the Knicks could, like, Rebound you to death if the Mavs start missing some shots because they're shooting the ball really well. Uh, they're 10 of 20 from three at half. And it just was the Randall Brunson pick and roll show, just killing them over and over and over again. Josh Green and Dwight Powell were getting beat on it, and then they threw Grant Williams in there, and he was getting beat on it. It just felt like they didn't have any like anything to go to at this point because they didn't want to go too far with their help because the Knicks all, all of a sudden do have some shooters. Dante DiVincenzo was shooting decently well. No, they can space the floor a little. But, man, what did you see from the Mavs' defense when they were just getting killed by Brunson Randall picking rolls? I mean, you got to give a lot of
1: credit to Julius Randall because he completely took over and made every single, yeah. the, all of the right reads he made in that little sequence right there, even on his passes to the corner. He was hitting guys wide open in the corner. So the Mavs were in a rough spot, and the Knicks just slowed the game down dramatically in that third quarter because that's what the Mavs were doing really well, was running early in the game. And, uh, granted, it was hard for them to run in the third quarter because the Knicks just stopped missing shots in the second half pretty much. Just slowed the game down to a halting pace. But, yeah, the Mavericks just couldn't keep Randall out of the paint, and it was a nightmare. Uh, And then he got hot and started hitting some crazy threes, and you're just like, oh, man. (laughs) That one in the corner, what was
0: that one in the corner? I mean, he was just, like, falling out of bounds. Like, he was sitting in Mark Cuban's seat by the end of the shot.
1: Like, Yeah, you just got to tip your cap on that one. It's just like, oh, here we go. Julius Randle does this against the Mavericks every single time he plays in this gym, (laughs) notoriously. Well, he was famously born, said it's my gym.
0: <laughs> he was born in Dallas. He went to what Prestonwood and Plano? Yeah. And uh yeah, he's
1: he I have a bad and- story about that. When he was in Prestonwood. He had he tore his ACL his senior year and didn't play. Yeah. And our we our student section was chanting ACL at him the entire game, but he was on the bench. Man, a little brutal. For those high school student sections. <laughs>
0: Is that worse, or is the the all the college kids that went to Caitlin Clark's game in high school? Did you see that video this week? No, it popped up. Caitlin Clark, who's like this insanely good women's basketball player and uh, for Iowa right now, when she was in high school, there was this like student section that got full by this like frat that came down and like filled up this student section and they were they were like heckling her and she
1: dropped forty four on the team and they, and they won. She's nice. You uh, think uh, I, I think you could stick good. her in a corner and, and she might walk out of an NBA game with nine points. Oh, ab- oh absolutely. Absolutely. She can shoot from like thirty five feet. Anyway.
0: Yeah. <laughs> third quarter was, was brutal, but we talked about Kyrie was the one that really carved them out of that. He had twenty points. Randall had nineteen points if you try and like even it out there. Uh the Knicks had cut the lead to six, but the Mavs finished up fifteen. And then the fourth quarter comes. And man, coming up, let's talk about this fourth quarter. This was awesome. There are some great plays, some great clutch plays by the Mavericks. Talk about that and more coming up. Today's episode brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Prize Picks is daily fantasy where you're not playing against some guy with a machine and an algorithm that just knows everything about everything. All you have to do is pick more or less on projections of players that you pick. You pick two to six players and then go more or less on projections of points, rebounds, assists. They can do points, rebounds, assists combined, which is fun. They'll have specials where there will be different things. Uh, you can combine that with, like, NFL stats as well or if it's, you know, Dak Prescott yards thrown or touchdowns, all, all kinds of stuff like that. So check it out. They also have specials where you can combine a couple of those together, and there's different leagues where you can be part of. Prize Picks even has a reboot policy so that your entries stay in play, even if one of your players gets injured. So let's say there's a cowboy that gets hurt in the first half of the playoff game, God forbid, they get rebooted and PrizeFix is the only daily fantasy sports pl- platform with any injury insurance policy, so you'll want to check that one out. Go to prizepix.com slash nba Use that code NBA for first deposit match up to $100. Again, prizepix.com slash Lockdown. Thanks, everybody, for hanging out with us on Lockdown Mavs, being part of the show, part of the Raccoon Squad, listening every day. We appreciate each and every one of you. All right, Slightly, so let's talk about that fourth quarter. The Mavs find a way to get a win, man. I, I was nervous there at the end because – it got real close. They were what? The Knicks were one? Down, by, one. down by one with a minute eight left in this game. But it was just, to me, part, part of the same. The Knicks had found something that worked on offense in that third quarter. And as soon as you find something that works, you can like, hide it for a little bit when the player goes out, and then you bring them back in and you're like, all right, we're just going to go back to that over and over again. Because yeah. the, Ma- the Masters didn't have the size, I feel like, to guard that and no. to try and like mess that up in a way. Uh, and the Knicks, I think, eventually went on like an 18-4 to stretch to cut it to one and they're they were just killing them the Mavs couldn't just they just weren't hitting shots and when they're not hitting shots it's Jason Kidd's famous saying our offense is our best defense right now when they make shots they can set their defense and do all that but they weren't doing that
1: and the Knicks were just making this comeback man I was I was real nervous yeah I mean it was a 24 to 6 run at one point I mean that that's a huge extended run and uh that they showed the Knicks showed why they're a very good basketball team like we we can sit here and talk about the Mavs did wrong or whatever but that yeah. was just really impressive stuff from a really good basketball team down the stretch there where they clamped up defensively. Uh, the Mavericks' offense was really good for most of this game, but then the Knicks slowed the game down to a screeching halt, and you saw why their defense is as good as it is because they have a ton of great individual defenders with length and size that made life really hard on the Mavericks trying to generate in the half court. And then, uh, yeah, offensively, they just the ball was moving really well for them in the in the fourth quarter. They found open shooters. Their shooters shot well. They went fifty percent from three in the quarter from three. The Knicks did. And um Brunson kinda turned it on a little bit there. It was quiet all game until then. OG finally found something. And the Mavs, to their credit, man, <sighs> gutted this quarter. one out. It's a great win. Don't don't look at this game in the fourth quarter and be like, oh gross. Like that took a, No no no. This is a fantastic win for a the Mavs. Dub Roberts. is a dub. And I gotta say I, I, I was very frustrated. I, I think wanting the ti- like getting mad about timeouts is the most Rudimentary thing that you can get mad at a coach for, right? Because this is why I honestly don't criticize much coaches because I don't know. I don't know what goes into it's it. Hard, I, it's hard to know. Yeah, I don't know what's going on behind the scenes. Like, Steve Kerr was one of the greatest coaches of all time. Well, now all of a sudden he's terrible. Like, I, I don't know how you how you gauge a coach. But uh, 24 to 6 run without calling it one timeout until the <laughs> end is absurd.
0: <laughs> like, that
1: is obscene. You got to take a timeout there. If only just because the maps are gassed by the end of this. If only yeah, just, just to, to give reset. Your, yeah, give your guys a little bit of a, of a uh, rest. I thought their offense slowed down too much. Like, that's what the Knicks were trying to do, but it took the Mavs way too long to get into some of their sets. Kyrie was getting the ball with, like, four seconds left. He's getting doubled immediately. You're going to get a bad shot. It's cr- and then, so they're up by one.
0: Minute eight left. The Mavs have the ball. And, of course, the thing that we thought would be so crucial in this game, offensive rebounds. The Mavs get two offensive rebounds on a possession off of – like, just really bad, Tim Hardaway Jr. I think they may have gotten three, right, because they had the Josh three, shot and yeah. then two, two uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. shots. The Tim Hardaway Jr. shots were, like, both heat checks, <laughs> basically, which he, he kind of earned. We'll talk about him in a second. But they got the three offensive rebounds, and then Kyrie kicked it to Josh Green for a three. They went up by four, 20 sec- 25 seconds left. They ran 43 seconds off the clock. And uh, that was just a massive play by
1: Kyrie, by the Mavs, by Josh Green to get that three. Man, that was, that was huge huge yeah it is so funny and ironic that that's how they won the game was on the offensive glass and just but it's just what we <laughs> wanted their hustle rebound some of them are yeah. lucky bounces but just hustling going after the ball i mean that one dwight powell rebound was insane i thought dwight powell played really well tonight and was did. oddly oddly like their best answer for for julius randall like he did the best on him but uh that tim hardaway, man that tim hardaway baseline jumper was shocking that was a shocking shot. The was, th- it? was it really shocking? Yes, yes. Even for Tim, that was shocking. I was not shocked
0: by it at all. No, no, no. Was that
1: was a shocking one, even for Tim. The corner oh. three he missed directly after, I can live with that shot. I thought that was yeah, a good one. Yeah, that one was open. I'm, I'm he good just, that he just missed it. And it would have been the most Tim Hardaway Jr. ever thing if he made that one. But <laughs> if, if, the Mavs ended, if the Mavs don't get an offensive <laughs> rebound there and they end up losing, this is a completely different – you might, you well, might they lose. be I think they, I think they.
0: I think they lose the game.
1: Yeah, for sure. And there would be an unprecedented amount of trade proposals. And, hey, do you think uh, – <laughs> The
0: vibes would be so
1: different. Yeah, they would.
0: Tim but, Hardaway Jr., though, we've got to give him credit because he, yeah, he was, was so good. 32 points in this game, 10 of 20 from the field, six threes, 6 free throws made, 4 assists, 2, only 2 turnovers. I think both of them were like – what was it, the second or third quarter where he just started trying to run pick and rolls? And then you're just like, no, just, <laughs> just that's not your, <laughs> yeah. it's not your game, man. Like, just – like, let's not try to be something that you're not in this type of game. Uh, but man, he was just so great. They would be nowhere close without him and his shooting.
1: Yeah, he's a very important piece to this team, and we've talked about this it. This has ton been on the your show. thing. This has been your thing. Well, it, it just it is true. I mean, especially in a game like tonight, you know, you know, you're playing a good defense. You need a guy who's like, hey, I don't care. Uh, Oj Ananobi's directly in my eyeball. I don't. I'm shooting, <laughs> and it, it, like it has. A, if I'm if I'm hot, it's gonna go in. Like you need a guy like that, and if you do get rid of him. Um, you need to get something significant in return. You can't just trade him.
0: Yeah, you, you, you've got to get better. And it can't just be like, a, let's trade Tim for Jonathan Isaac, who may play. You know, it's like –
1: Yeah, that's garbage. Got to
0: be somebody that's going to play. Got to be somebody that's guaranteed to contribute, you know, in some way for sure. and Make the team better in another area, rebounding, something else. But, yeah, he, he was great. I I'm do want to be honest. Credit- I
1: don't even like the Tim for, like, Wendell Carter Jr. trades. Like, they, they make sense to me, but – Deep down, I'm like, does that? What does that do? Like, Wendell hasn't been very good this year. Tim's shooting has been massive. Like, we get a backup center. Then who shoots? I think Wendell would help a lot, but I, I think so too. But
0: it's like, but it, Seth Curry has not been very good, and so yeah. that that's one that that stings. Hardy Hardy had some really good moments in this game for sure, but he hasn't been that good this season. So like, if those two guys had stepped up a little bit, but it's Tim has just been so good, and then Hardy and Curry have been down here. Like, if that gap was a little bit smaller, I think we'd feel better about a trade like that for sure. But I want to give credit to Dwight Powell because I've been down on him this year. I haven't thought that he's been very good this season. But, man, he was great in this game. Nine rebounds, five offensive rebounds. Earned all five of those fouls that he got. He got a couple of assists too. Uh, Man, he was great. Like you said, he was one of their best options guarding Julius Randle one-on-one because they're just, like, the same size. (laughs) You know, like, Randle's maybe a little bit bigger, but Dwight's put on a bunch of muscle. The last couple of years. I mean, you can just see it. He's a big dude
1: now. They came out the gates with Dwight Powell guarding Julius Randle. It happened the first play, and I was like, oh, was there there like some off-ball screens to get that? No, that's what they were doing. And, I mean, he went off in the third quarter, but all in all, I think he did a great job. I mean, you got to – if you're going to – here's just my thing, right? If you're just going to blast Dwight Powell every chance you get, which it is what it is. I get it. If you're going to blast all the role guys every chance you get, you do have to give them props when they play well. That's fair. I feel like that's a fair exchange. If you're going to
0: hate Hate accurately,
1: right? Yeah. I mean, he's been good since uh, – he's been really good this stretch without Lively. Dwight Powell has. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This specific stretch. Oh, wait, you're saying you don't want to train him ever and they should build around him forever? Yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. <coughs> I want a statue. You heard it here first. You heard it here
0: first. <laughs> I did go to the Dirk statue before the game because you just every once in a while i got to go to the basketball gods and ask for guidance. You know, uh-huh. you just got to, like <laughs> – I felt like <laughs> – I felt like – it felt like I was going cuz I just wanted to just go and sit and like look at it.
1: Yeah. And it felt like Mulan at the beginning where she goes and like talks <laughs> to the ancestors. <laughs> Dirk after that Grizzlies loss, I don't know, man. I don't know if this team has it. Don't be sad tonight. <laughs> it, do, it did feel like a come to
0: Jesus moment. Instead <laughs> I went to basketball, Jesus. People are walking by like, "Hey, you know he's alive, right?" <laughs> <laughs> I thought about I thought about tweeting something about like sometimes you have to ask the ancestors for, for help or like something like that. And then I was like, wait, first of all, he's not dead. And second of all, people would think I was spoofing Kyrie, which I was, which I was not. It was just a – but, yeah, so there you go. Let us know in the comment section what's one thing that stood out to you about this game. Mavs get the win. It feels good. Mavs losing games they shouldn't, winning games they shouldn't. I mean, it's just it's just one of those things. Check out all the other episodes I've done too. I did an episode early this morning about – the uh, trades the Mavs could make for power forwards. I'm going to do some backup centers a little bit later uh, as well. We'll be back for another post game. Let's see. Oh, my God. They play the Pelicans. They've got two more ga- home games in this stretch, right? They play the Pelicans on Saturday. Slightly and I should be back for that one as well. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Mavs. Peace out. Boom.